I'm Carissa Andrews, international best-selling indie author and CEO of Author Revolution. With more than 15 books published, it's safe to say I have made a ton of mistakes in my endeavor to become a full-time author. The most important thing that I've learned in the past decade is that indie authors need to protect their creativity and their serenity. Being an author is a long game, and that's why I'm on a mission to teach other indies just like you how to publish books with a sustainable, rapid-release method. I created the Author Revolution podcast to give you insights and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you do just that. If you're an ambitious author or one in the making who's looking to create a long-term author career and a life you love, you've found your tribe, my friend. Let's get your author revolution underway. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, I have another special guest for you. Now, for those of you who have been following this podcast for a while, or if you're a student, you know how much I love to talk about Written Word Media's author surveys. Over the past few years, they've done an incredible job at highlighting author growth, and in particular, the magic bullet we're all in search of. Now, what is this magic bullet, you ask? Well, you're going to have to listen to the episode to find that one out. But this week, I've interviewed Clayton Noblet, Digital Marketing Manager for Written Word Media. Now, this episode is coming off the heels of last week's with David Gochran, where we talked about promo stacking. This one brings us directly to the source, seeing as Written Word Media manages popular promo sites such as Freebooksy, Bargainbooksy, and Reading Stacks. Earlier this year, Clayton wrote an article regarding the 2021 trends authors should be looking out for, and it immediately prompted me to reach out to him to see if he'd be interested in joining the show. Okay, well, that and the obvious fact that I wanted to be able to pick his brain about the surveys that he's been a part of. As you may have guessed, Clayton agreed to come on the show. We talked about so many great things in this interview, too. I have no doubt you're going to find this super valuable. Let's get started. Well, thank you so much, Clayton, for joining us on the podcast today. We are super excited that you're here to talk about all things written word media and some of the great surveys that you've done in the past. Do you want to tell my audience a little bit about you, Written Word Media, and what it is you do? Yeah, yeah. Um, So Written Word Media is a book promotion company. And so what we do is we help authors get more sales and downloads of their book. And how we do that is we send out authors' books to email lists of readers. So for example, if you write science fiction and you have a a book that's priced at $2.99, you could come to our site and book a a promotion to send out your book to a list of readers who have said they're interested in science fiction books and they're interested in books priced between uh, 99 cents and $4.99. So they're really personalized emails. We get really good results um, that way. Um, And we have a bunch of different promotion options now. Uh, Authors may have heard of some of our bigger sites. Um, So Freebooksy is us, Bargainbooksy. Uh, free books is obviously for promoting free books. Bargain books is for promoting books between 99 cents and 4.99. We also have new in books for promoting um, new books that have been released in the past four months. Um, we have a launch package that really helps give your book that boost when you first release it. Uh, we also have a Red Feather Romance, which is for promoting steamy romance um, books, and that's a really popular site. We get a lot of uh, good responses from that. And we just I can launched, imagine. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really highly engaged audience. And we actually just launched a, a Red Feather Romance series promotion, um, which is where we send readers 
to your series page on Amazon or another retailer. And we see fantastic results from that. So if you have a, a steamy romance series, I really encourage you to, to check out that series promo and definitely send us an email if you have any questions, but I, I think we're going to see some really great results from that this year. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the top four. And then we also have reading stacks for promoting books that are enrolled in subscription services like Kindle Unlimited or Scribd. And then finally, our newest site is Audio Thicket. And Audio Thicket is for promoting audiobooks. Wicked. That, now yeah. that's new. That was one of the ones that I didn't know about when I was going back through and, and looking at the services again. I was like, oh my goodness, that's awesome. Yeah, so we, we have a bunch of different options. Um, and what, what I do at Ridward Media is I'm the, a digital marketing manager. And so I work on adding readers to our email lists. And I also work on getting content out there for authors and helping authors learn about us and also just to help authors learn about marketing because that, that's what I do all day. So I'm, I'm happy to help out. I know I personally have used Written Word Media throughout the years as it is with both Free Booksy and Bargain Booksy. In fact, I have two Bargain Booksies scheduled for next month. So I'm very excited oh, about fantastic. that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's one of the services too. One of the things that it has evolved for me is how much I have leaned on the information that you guys are putting in your blog which is just fantastic. Now, in the past, you, you've um, done a couple of surveys, and I know you, they've dated back, you know, even to 2017, some of them. Um, and one of the ones I want to kind of talk about first is this one that was just released at the end of last year. So in 2020, December 2020, the evolution of an author. So in this survey, you kind of broke authors down into five different stages. Could you tell my audience just a little bit about the five stages and one of the most surprising findings that you kind of stumbled on in that process when you were going through the data? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we, we surveyed um, a little bit over a thousand authors um, and we always find that these surveys get a ton of, ton of response and engagement. Um, I think it's just, it's interesting for authors to find out about, you know, what each other are doing because especially with COVID, it's even more, more difficult to connect than it, than it used to be. Um, for sure. We see a lot. Yeah, so it's, it's really exciting, I think, for authors to learn you know, how other authors are doing. Um, and so we, we kind of broke down authors um, into different income brackets. And obviously, this is just a, a way of sorting the data. If you're not in into writing for, for income, I, I totally understand that. This is just how we decided to sort it up. Um, so no, no judgments based on how much you're making here. That, that, that isn't everybody's goal. Um, that's just how we decided to sort it. Um, and so the, the first stage that, that we had um, was authors that are making between zero and $250 a month. Um, and so we called this stage one. And so on average, these authors had published six books and they were spending about 16 hours a week writing. Um, and so these authors are 16 hours a week is a lot of time to spend writing, especially sure. if you have a day job. You know, if you have a family, it, it's yeah. a lot of time. And so, you know, authors that you know, maybe aren't making as much, they're still working really hard at it. So that was something that was interesting. Um, another thing about stage one authors is they are the most likely of any group to say that direct sales from their website were, were their second highest um, generator of sales behind Amazon. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, so I, I found that pretty surprising. So these authors right. are selling their books as, you know, as files on their website. Um, and our other stages with authors making more and more money, um, that, that became less likely. And so I'm not sure if this is a scalable way to sell books, but it, it is interesting. I'm curious if that changes over time with, with techno technological improvements. Um, For sure. That was an interesting thing about stage one. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So they go on through five stages, obviously. That's the first one. So what's the second one then? Yeah, so stage two is authors that are earning between $250 and $1,000 per month. 
And on average, these authors have published 17 books. So that's 11 more on average than Sage One. So that's, that is that's crazy. a lot of books. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a lot. I'm, you know, you're all about you know, publishing more and more books and that, that being really important to your growth as an author. And I, yep. you know, I think we'll see as we go through the stages that that absolutely holds true with our data. Um, so these authors are, you know, they publish 17 books. They're spending about 23 hours a week writing. So even more than stage one. Wow. And all right. They're, they're definitely putting in the work. <laughs> yep. That, that's because they're entrenched. They're in it now. They got to figure out how to make it work for them, right? <laughs> exactly. They're, they're committed. <laughs> they're committed. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and they're also committed to, to spending more on editing. So in stage one, authors were spending on average between zero and $49 on, on editing oh, their books. Sure. And then in stage two, the average goes between $100 and $500 on editing. So okay. on stage two, my guess is that these authors maybe got a, a bad review with a, a typo in a book. And now they're like, okay, I've got to tighten this up. I'm earning a little bit more so I can afford to put more in. Um, yep. And so that, that number really skyrockets in stage two. Um, another interesting thing about stage two is they're spending more on cover design as well. Um, so in stage one, authors are once again spending between zero and $100. Stage two, between 100 and 500 So they're really investing okay. in editing and cover design. So quality seems to become a lot more important. I think part of that might be too, because they, they've realized, okay, I'm not earning what I was hoping to earn when I just, you know, put it out there, those first couple books. How do I make it better to be able to start earning more? And I think one of the first things that people are told and think about is obviously make sure that your product is as solid as possible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think there's a ton of content. We obviously have a, a lot of blog posts about, you know, good covers, how important that is, editing, how yep. important that is as well. Um, so I think, yeah, stage two, especially I think, you know, when you're making a little bit more money, you just feel a lot more comfortable investing back into your business with a little bit more income that, that makes a big difference there as well. Well, I think that that is an area too, where a lot of people kind of are stuck in that stage two for quite a while as they're trying to build that backlist and try to get past that 17 book hump and get, get over that and try to get into that more substantial income part, which then leads us into stage three, which yeah, is, yeah. The which, which realm? Stage three is uh, authors earning between $1,000 and $5,000 a month. And on average, these authors have published 29 books, that up from 17 in stage two. Right. So that, it's, it's so many books. It's such a large jump. You know, stage one, we're at six books. Stage two, we're at 17. Stage three, we're at 29. 29 books is a lot of books. It is a lot, a super lot. Can you imagine <laughs> trying to only publish a book a year? That would take you like your whole lifetime. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, these authors, they're spending around the same amount of time that they were in stage two. They're spending about 23 hours a week writing. But I think, okay. you know, like you were saying, they've probably just been at it for longer. They're committed. And, you know, they're obviously churning out more than one book a year, I, I would suspect. Well, and I think their process, by the time you're getting to 23 books, you're probably uh, got your system nailed down a little bit at that point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if nothing else, you know how to outline and write your books quickly. <laughs> certainly, certainly. <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> yeah, okay. It's a, stage three is a, it's an interesting stage. They're spending even more money on editing and cover design. And stage three, they're, they're spending about 10 hours a week on marketing. And that's about the same that they were doing in stage two. So okay. the difference between the two stages really does seem to be that number of books published and, and maybe some quality improvements too, because they're really not spending more time on marketing. Gotcha. So when you, when you talk about marketing, what do you think is the biggest player when it comes to like the, the time spent marketing? Do you think it's advertising and promotions or is it more like trying to get the social media and newsletter stuff going? 
So I, I think it's, it's, it's hard to tell. I think every author is different. Um, I sure. think across every category, um, authors ranked promo sites as the most effective marketing strategy. Um, so, so that's good to hear for, for us, sure. obviously. Right. Um, but I, I, I like to think that promo sites don't take up that much time. You know, you can book a promotion with us in five to 10 minutes. So I don't think it's taking that much time. I think, you know, like you said, I think running ads on platforms like Facebook, Amazon, BookBub, you know, that can be really time consuming and yep. trying to build your email list as well. Um, and building an email list is a great strategy. We all know once you have somebody's email, you have a direct line to them for free. Right. Um, yeah. So I think there's kind of these more time consuming marketing tactics that, that authors are spending time on. And I would say that like what really kind of comes down to the strategy part too, because promo sites, while they're super fast to do, if you want to do them effectively, you have to really kind of think about your strategy around it. And sometimes that means planning ahead to make sure that those dates aren't booked out and all of that stuff. So it does take a little bit of forethought and insight into, in order to make everything happen <laughs> in the way that you actually want it to happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. When you're building out a promo stack, you've got to make sure that everything falls in line. And yeah, I guess if you're working with multiple promo sites to build your stack, yeah, it definitely gets to a little bit in the, the spreadsheet territory there. And that could be right. a little time. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I think that's where reader links that site comes in pretty handy sometimes too. It can keep it all handy for you. Absolutely. Okay. So stage, what's stage four then? Stage four is authors earning between $5,000 and uh, $10,000 a month. So nice. these authors are making a, quite a living off of their writing. Are they On all average... romance authors? Please tell me they're not all romance authors. <laughs> I, I actually don't have a genre breakdown. <laughs> I would suspect a lot of these are romance authors, though. Romance right. authors, uh, yeah, yeah, they, they do quite well, it seems. Uh, and so on average, they published 36 books, so Holy seven moly. more than stage three. Um, okay. 36, N nothing, nothing to sniff at there. That, that's a lot. And they, these authors are spending about 26 hours a week writing, so only three more hours than, than stage two and three. Um, but they're, they're definitely still really committed to writing at this point. I would, I would definitely say so. At that point, you were just like nonstop. I would be going and that's it. That's all I'd be doing. I wouldn't be doing yeah. anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, right I'm in the wrong genre, but that's, the, that's <laughs> a different point. <laughs> oh, my goodness. One change that happens in stage four is 42% of these authors said that Facebook ads were an effective marketing technique. And granted, that's not a majority, but it's much higher than stage three. Um, stage three is about 32% said they were effective. And my thought here is that these authors are established enough to have audiences that they can target on Facebook. So lists of email addresses that they can target with their books and they can build look like audiences as well. So that, that's for my sure. guess with, with why Facebook ads suddenly get more effective for these authors. I think even it could be them, you know, investing a little bit more into themselves and learning some of it, unless they're hiring it out. I mean, maybe at that point they have a PA and those, that PA knows how to do it better or a company knows how to do it better, but I could see that. Yeah, for sure. Because as you get more um, equipped with your writing style and in, in your platform itself, now you start kind of pivoting to, okay, how can I make this more effective in advertising? I know most of my author um, friends and my audience will go into learning how to, how to manage these things and how to actually make them more profitable. So that could be part of it as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think experience plays a big role. I know that, you know, I've only gotten better at, at running ads with time. So that's absolutely right. part of it. So I think, yeah, stage four, they are more likely to have a PA that's helping them with marketing. Um, but right. stage five, if we, if we want to move on. So these are authors that are yep. earning over $10,000 a month um, from their books. So they're doing quite well. Um, right. They are the most likely, as you would guess, to, to have a, an assistant that's helping them out with their marketing. Right. <clears throat> So I bet so, their hours go down, but the PA's hours go up. 
Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> precisely. Precisely. And in stage five, one interesting thing is these these authors were the most likely to say that writing the book was the most challenging part of the publishing process. Every wow. other stage said marketing, right? Yeah. And and marketing was still the most challenging for stage five, but writing the book was second, and no other stage really had writing the book that high. That is crazy. I, I can only imagine what it would feel like when writing the book is the hardest part. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I guess they just have everything else so well oiled that their their focus returns to writing. They're like, this right? isn't that bad, but it is the hardest, I guess. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Well, I can't wait to get to that point. That's my, my goal to be striving to myself and I'm sure my audience as well. Oh my goodness. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it sounds delightful. Um, yeah. The stage five authors, they, they publish an average of 42 books. And, you know, with their focus on writing, they're spending the most time writing. They're spending about 29 hours a week writing. So they're, they're wow. writing basically full time. Well, and I, I bet you they're putting out as many books as quickly as possible doing that part as well. I could, I could see that why that would also be the, the hardest part, because it's trying to keep track of the, the whole steam engine that's going, kind of runs away from you if you're not careful. And it's like when you're constantly trying to output to keep, keep or maintain that level of output, it gets to be a, a bit stressful. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Especially if you're writing late in series and you have to keep plot straight from you know, many books previous, it right? gets complicated fast, I guess. I would imagine. Holy cow. <laughs> okay. So one of the, the biggest areas I wanted to ask you about in that last survey was addressing the elephant in the room. You obviously talked about it briefly was COVID. <laughs> so could you explain to my audience what your survey's findings were in terms of sales, like what we're planning for and what's the overall outlook for this next year? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we we're really curious to see kind of how authors were, were doing with COVID. Obviously a, a huge change to, to every part of life in the past year. And so we asked the question, how would you characterize the impact of COVID-19 on your book sales? And overall, most authors said that there, there was no noticeable change. But if you were a high earner before COVID, you were more likely to say that your book sales had increased. And if you were a low earner before COVID, you were more likely to say, say your book sales had decreased. So COVID yeah. seems to have helped those authors that were making more before and maybe hurt authors that weren't making as much before. But overall, most authors said they saw no change. Gotcha. I wonder if that's because of the, the people who are obviously earning a lot more have more books on their backlist. And so they're able to kind of saturate that market a little bit. So when people were kind of flocking towards, give me something to get me out of this situation, they, they could hop into a series and just kind of run with it for as long as they wanted to, or hop from series to series to an author that they really liked and enjoyed where if you only have a couple of books and you're kind of in that beginning stages, it's a little harder to, to kind of go through a whole whole host of books if they're not there yet. Yeah, yeah, I think that's absolutely right. I think another thing could be, you know, authors in, that aren't earning as much likely have, you know, a, a day job. And if that's impacted by COVID, it makes it really hard to focus on your writing or kind of your side hustle of publishing and running ads for your books. So right. I think, you know, authors that were earning less were probably more impacted personally by COVID. So I oh, think the, sure. yeah, there's a whole range of reasons why this could be. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So you, you obviously have done this type of survey in the past. And one of the ones that I, I talk about very frequently, because to me, it was just so profound when I read it back in 2019 was the author income, how to make a living. And mm. so I talk about that, like I said, all the time. And in regards to how, how do we as authors make more money? Because I think my audience really is kind of looking to, have their author career also pay them back and to, to be something that does become 
more of a career choice versus just a hobby that kind of is in passing. There's probably a few of them that are just doing it for the fun of it. I know my husband is actually one of those, but I, however, on the other hand, want to make this thing like be, be as big as possible because I love writing so much. Right. But one of the things that really kind of surprised me when I first read it is obviously this concept of in order to make a living, you have to write more books. And I think it surprises most authors that really, you know, because we're always thinking about what's the missing element when it comes to why am I not earning, you know, the $5,000 to $10,000 a month yet? Why am I not there yet? And it really is the missing ingredient has to do with write more books. You have to keep going, write more books. So when you guys were first kind of going through the, the data in the very beginning, did it surprise you that really ultimately that missing key is, is just keep swimming, just keep going. And, you know, eventually it's going to, you know, start paying you back a little bit because you have that market saturation. Was yeah. That- so, so the 2019 survey, this was the, the first survey that, that I personally conducted for written word media. And I, I think initially I was surprised, but the more you think about it, the more sense it starts to make. Right. Right. I think, you know, we're constantly kind of told that, Oh, like I just did this thing with Facebook ads and it's really working for me oh, I did this thing on Twitter and it's really working for me. And I think there's a lot of kind of sexy marketing techniques that get a lot of buzz. Yeah. But it, it's, not, it's not as fun to tell people, well, you just need to write more books. It, it's not <laughs> right? an exciting new thing to tell somebody. And so I think there's kind of this like media and social media bubble around marketing and how important that is that may, kind of yeah. elevates its importance in a lot of authors' minds. And w- when it comes down to it, obviously the more books you have to sell, the more money you're going to make. It it does make sense on just a very basic level. Absolutely. For me, it was one of those eye-opening moments where I was just like, I think I had at the time, the one series was written. And then I only had a couple of of miscellaneous books after that, that I, they were in the same world building, but they were not technically a series. And so for me, I was just like, what am I missing? There's got to be something I'm missing. And I know that was a, a trend that almost every one of my author friends were feeling at the same time too. And then when I read that, I was just like, oh my gosh, duh. It, it was literally just duh. Oh my gosh. Why? It was like, you're so like entrenched in the trying to learn and trying to like make everything work that it, it just, it was the elephant. That was the elephant in the room at the time where it was just this big thing where you're like, it should have made sense. Okay. Then. Right. Yeah. 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 And we're seeing that more and more that this past year, we launched the, the series promo, which I mentioned earlier, um, right. where if, if you have the first book in, in your series free, we can send readers to your Amazon series page and on your series page on Amazon. And I'm not sure if other retailers are doing this with their series pages yet or not, um, but you can buy an entire series with one click. And right. so we're seeing just fantastic results with that. And it just goes to show if you write a series, obviously you, you have more books to sell, but then you have this great marketing opportunity where your series page just lists your books. There's no competition from also bots or anything else beneath it. So there's also these kind of built in marketing advantages to having a series. Absolutely. Now that's a really interesting um, idea too, that, so do you find that a lot of authors are doing like the perma-free version of the first book, or are you finding that it's more of a Kindle countdown um, or Kindle free book day uh, situation when it comes to coming over to you for that particular kind of promotion? Yeah, I'm not sure which is the, the more popular. Um, in, in our survey, we, we did see that, you know, authors that were earning less were less likely to think that free was effective. And authors that okay. were earning more were more likely to think that, that free is effective. And, and that yeah. makes sense, right? Because authors that are earning less have published fewer books. And so they get fewer purchases from a, a free book promotion. 
Right. Um, yeah. And so, you know, a, an author that's you know making a lot and has published 42 books, they give away one for free. <laughs> you know, the reader. It's like no big deal, books. right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And so, yeah, I, I think it, it really varies by author. It, it is interesting, though. Absolutely. Okay. So moving on to one of the newest things that I, I have read um, was the top 10 publishing trends every author needs to know in 2021. And so you published these 10 trends and I know which one I was most surprised by, but could you fill my audience in on a few of the ones that you found most interesting and most surprising when you were kind of going through what you see as the trends for this year? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm excited to hear what you were most surprised by, but I I think kind of the the one that I'm most excited about is the competition between big marketplaces for for authors' businesses. So (laughs) in in, in 2020, we saw Apple kind of relaunch their author portal and start to make this push towards getting more indie authors on their platform. Late in 2020, we saw Google redo their reporting interface. And, and that was a big thing for, for, for authors that are publishing on Google Play. And then after we made this prediction, Nook moved to a flat 70% royalty rate, which increases the royalties yeah. for a lot of authors and just made it a lot less complicated. I think. <laughs> the, the royalty rates on Nook used to really confuse me. And so you right. kind of see the, these, big, these big publishing places kind of competing for authors and kind of saying, hey, Amazon's got a good thing going here. What, what can we do to, to get some more authors on, on our services? And so I think this competition between publishers is going to be really, really good for indie authors. I agree. And actually, that was the one that was most surprising to me. And what was interesting was literally, I think a week beforehand, before that came out, I was a a part of, I think it was, um, I can't remember where I saw the initial request, but they were saying, hey, Apple's doing this webinar and they want to know if indie authors want to come hop on and have a conversation and learn a little bit more about the platform. And so I, I had hopped on the webinar at the time, all of my books were in KU and I'm like, I was kind of toying with the idea of moving a few of them. And mm-hmm. I ended up on a conversation with Winnie over at Apple books. And I was, I had a whole conversation about the books that I have, the books I'd like to move over, how they can help, how the promotions they do might you know, help everything out once I started moving. And I'm literally in the process of moving eight books over so that they're all wide. Yeah. So that was the most surprising thing to me at the time when I read it, I was like, okay, this, this tells me I I'm onto something with, you know, listening to this webinar, listening to Winnie and like moving everything over. So yeah, (laughs) that's interesting that that was the one. Yeah. That that was the one that you talked about. (laughs) Were there any others, any other trends that my audience would maybe like to know about or should know about? Yeah, I think, you know, Ricardo Fayetta at Readsy, we, we spoke to him for the, the Trends Post, and he was really excited about the growth of the ebook market in Europe. Um, and so he, he was saying that the ebook market in Europe ha- has been behind the US for a while, but he really okay. thinks that COVID was kind of the, the catalyst to really spark it. Um, and so he was recommending that authors investigate translating their books and selling them in different markets. He thought Germany might be a good option. Um, and also just experimenting with selling books in English and other markets in Europe. He's not um, friends to- with Mark Dawson, is he? Because he's been experimenting <laughs> over there in Germany forever. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's really interesting. One of the fascinating things that I've seen this year is that paperback sales are up. Even though you would think that it would be the ebooks, my paperback sales have gone way better than they've they've been in the past. And I don't know if that has to do with the way Amazon's ad platform has changed, where you can now post a, you know your whole entire catalog of books, regardless of the type. But it's been really interesting to be able to see that kind of shift from mostly ebook sales or even KU, KU sales 
to more of a paperback environment as well. So that that's something that I've seen personally. I don't know if everybody is seeing that, but that's just something I've yeah. been noticing. That's really interesting. I, I would suspect that just book sales, r- rather physical or ebook, are just way up because everybody's been stuck at home. Um, oh, right. We're all yeah. crawling the walls. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I know that I've been reading way more than I have in the past. So Same, same. <laughs> okay, so I have a couple of other questions here that I kind of added in here. So I'm going to throw them at you. Hopefully they're not going to blindside you too much. <laughs> cool. So... Um, we actually, one of the first one we actually talked about already, so I'll just ignore that one, but uh, how can my authors who are listening best leverage the services that you at Written Word Media uh, supply? Do, would it be best to first follow you on the blogs and kind of be checking everything out there? Or would it be better to kind of dabble in, in with the promotions and see which ones work? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, you know, I, I write a lot of our blog ca- content, so I think it's really good. So I, w- I would encourage you to, to go over to writtenwordmedia.com. You can sign up for our email list and we'll send you a monthly email with our new blog content and a few other resources as well. Um, so I encourage authors to sign up for that. Um, so I, I think our blog is, is full of a lot of really great resources. And of course, we'll, we'll do more surveys in the future. So if you want to be the, the first ones to, to see that or to participate in a future survey, I encourage you to, yeah. to, to follow our, our emails. Um, and as far as promotion goes, we have a ton of options. And so if you're looking to get more sales and downloads of your books, please come check us out. And, you know, look at all our options. And if you're not quite sure, shoot us an email. And we have a great team that is definitely willing to, to help you out. We have a lot of experience with promoting books. We promote hundreds of books every day. And so we, we like to think we know what we're doing. And so if you're not sure or just have a question, definitely reach out and, and ask us. And we're more than happy to help. I know our team is constantly saying, well, you know, this promotion that you booked might not get the best results for you. Let's maybe move you over here. And, and authors are really, really thankful for that. So I would encourage authors if they have any questions to, to reach out because we have a really fantastic team. Is there a specific email that they should reach out to then? Yes, they, they can just email us at info at writtenwordmedia.com. Perfect. And I think that was literally the other question I was going to ask. What If they wanted to get in touch, where do they go? So there we go with those. <laughs> Is there anything else that you can think of that my audience maybe should know about for the future or anything that's coming that you can see even since this latest article was out? Anything you're working on that that might be a, an insight to them? Um. You know, I, I think I am interested in audiobooks and kind of where, where those are headed. We're seeing more and more authors publish audiobooks. And I think one, one interesting thing is the, these AI narrations. And so I, I think it's possible that in the near future, you can pay to have somebody narrate your book. And it'll be a lot cheaper because the person won't actually have to, to speak all of the words. Just kind of an AI uh, will, will do it for you. So I think Audiobooks are expensive. I think in the near future, they might get a little bit cheaper to publish. So I, I would encourage authors that are interested in audio, but are a little standoffish because of how expensive it can be to, to keep an eye on that. Or that if they're not interested in actually reading it themselves, that's something that I've been doing and it takes so much time. Yes, <laughs> that's the yeah. biggest thing. I've got all these other books out there, but I haven't been able to get to them because I'm writing the new books. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially if you're doing the narration yourself a ton of time. Absolutely. So I I think that's one thing that's really interesting. So do you know of sites right now that are actively working with the AI that people should be checking out? Or is that something that you guys are like actually looking in on or? (laughs) (laughs) I I actually don't know of anybody that's doing it currently. Um, I just know that that technology is really progressing. So I think it's something to to keep an eye on. I know Joanna Penn is really interested in it as well. So if authors want to want to check out her stuff, I think she'll probably be on top of it as well. Okay, great. (laughs) 
Well, I think that's everything that I had on my list. So thank you so much for joining us today, Clayton. I really appreciate you being here and sharing all of your knowledge when it comes to everything from written word media and the surveys that you guys have been producing. Like I said, I I reference them all the time. (laughs) So I am so thrilled that you're able to join us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm so glad that the surveys uh, provide value to to you and other authors. Um, Just really feels good. So yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you so much. So there you go. Wasn't that interview insightful? I know for me, it really concretized the fact that I need to keep on keeping on and write my little heart out if I ever want to get to that 5k to 10k a month range. I've only got 12 titles under my belt so far, so I need to keep right on pushing. Do you as well? Another thing I want to mention is that this episode can also be found on my YouTube channel, just like last week. I plan to upload interviews whenever the participant is okay with it. And as you may have guessed, Clayton gave me the thumbs up. (laughs) In addition, you can head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 70 to get quick access to anything we discussed today, including the two surveys, the trend article, and yes, even a link to the video of our talk. Maybe I'll even embed it right in the page just to get fancy. Now, if you found this interview useful or insightful, like I hope you have, I'd love it if you'd leave me a review or drop a five-star rating. Your interaction with this podcast helps it to be seen and heard by those who might find it just as useful as you did. All right, time for me to wrap things up and get my own writing in. And it's time for you to go forth and start your author revolution.